Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. So there's not a day that goes by that I don't have some conservative in Colorado say, I'm packing up and heading out. We're going to Texas. We're going to Florida. We're going to Oklahoma. We're going to Wyoming. And there's a lot of despair in our state. It's getting bluer and bluer and bluer. And I think that's going to be the direction that our country goes in. I think you're going to see red states get redder, blue states get bluer. We're going to divide primarily on abortion. That's going to be the biggest issue. It is the prime issue to the radical left. It is their God. They will not give up on it. Uh, They will go to the very ends of the earth to defend their ability to kill their offspring. So what is a conservative to do in these blue states? Kara McKinney, host of Tipping Point on OAN. And um, Kara, you live in California. Yes, I what, do. What is, your, what is your hope? How do, you, how do you keep the energy and the fight going? I think it's, there's multiple layers to it. One thing in California you hear all the time, as you're saying, it's a Democrat stronghold. We see that, and we live it. When I go up to L.A. every now and again, you definitely see it. It's now been twice I've gone to L.A. in recent, just in this past year, so the last few months, where I've seen, even with the hobo encampments, they'll put up signs saying, don't come to L.A., L.A. is not safe. But even when the hobos, the ones who are making things unsafe, are telling you that, it's time to get out. But what gives me hope, A, obviously God, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, as the Bible tells us. All these fights, there's something both new and old about it. I had Terry Schilling, president of the American Principles Project, on, and he talked about an old priest friend of his. He said, these things that we're battling, they make us feel hopeless, but really, as I mentioned, they're both old and new at the same time. It's the same old evils, just with new faces. Yeah. So that should give us some hope that these are battles that have been won and will be won. You know, God always wins in the end, so that gives us hope. And another layer is, even in, as blue as the state is, there's red pockets, there's red counties. So I would encourage people not to flee to areas that seem to be red, because even a lot of nominally red states are actually quite blue. They don't govern red. We've mm. talked about on the show in Wyoming, for example, they couldn't even get through their red state legislature to cut funding for gender queer studies in their community colleges. They still are funding it by the state, by taxpayer dollars. About that, that's about as right of a state as you can get in Wyoming. And the argument being made by Republican legislators, state legislators, was, well, this is anti-feminist to cut gender queer studies. They're talking like Democrats. So when we run, we disperse ourselves. And so we don't have enough in numbers to make a real stand. So you can have a red county and a blue state, and you're living high on the hog. You might be actually living better than a conservative and a nominally red state. So... That gives us hope. The fact that God is there always gives us hope. And I think one big issue that we as conservatives need to get over this hump is, as much as I like a lot of descriptions by libertarians, a lot of libertarian friends of mine, I'm not a huge fan of their prescriptions, for example, on (laughs) how they want to problem solve or why they view the problems as happening. Because one thing that's really affected the Republican Party, and especially conservatives from our libertarian friends, is this idea of you can't say anything against anyone as long as they're not quote-unquote, punching in the nose, right? I have the freedom to swing my arm as long as I don't sock you in the nose. And that's actually not true. You know, we do have a duty. There are We have a Christian justness and charity toward our neighbor. That's how we act righteously toward God. And so a lot of Republicans, we pigeonhole ourselves saying, oh, I can't speak out against transgenderism or gay marriage because 
who am I to say, right? Mm. This idea of what's it to you? And we've put ourselves on the back foot by, well, each lives his own way. Well, now that's being used against us. And so now we just have to take that stance saying, well, what is right and what is wrong? And we need to govern accordingly. And the left will try to scare us. They'll try to say, you're forcing your morality down my throat like a totalitarian. <laughs> How dare you, you commie? You're the real commie, you conservative. And we have to say, no, this liberalism we've been living under is an ideology. It is a morality. They've shoved it down our throats for decades. They destroyed our families and our communities and our jobs. That is a belief, and they've shoved it down our throats. They've made us, they've psyoped us into thinking that's neutrality. It is not neutral. There's nothing neutral about it. So we're not shoving anything down anyone's throat. Ideologies are fighting, and ideology, a worldview, will end in the, will win in the end. And guess what? It better be ours and not theirs. And that's the kind of fighting spirit I think we need to take forward into these battles. Don't you want to hear more of that? I do. Yeah, Arpaio, our producer, is like nodding his head. So that's why you come to the Western Conservative Summit, because you get to hear and hang out. Are you familiar with Yoram Hazoni by any chance? Yes, yes. I'm so excited to see him there. Yeah, I've been trying to get him on my show, but I know he lives in Israel, so it's kind of hard with the time difference. Well, I mean, you guys have, seem to have very similar values, which I think is what's going to, you know, some of that's going to come through. Mm -hmm. this, we're, we're moving past this notion of kind of, uh, the left's vision of coexistence, right? So yeah. uh, Yoram, his, his book uh, on conservatism, explores this. Like, how did we go from the coexist bumper stickers and free speech Berkeley to bake the cake, you bigot, and now we're going to control uh, your kids and take away parental rights? Like, what happened to leftism or to liberalism that leftism got so much control of it and essentially destroyed it. And then how do we come back? And his whole argument, and similar to the points that you just made, is that libertarianism, traditional liberalism, is not going to be able to fight against that type of social Marxism. Uh, it's, it's atheistic. It's a total destruction of the Christian worldview. And, and so how do you fight back against that? And from an Orthodox Jewish position, he believes it is Christians with their worldview that actually writes the ship and is more tolerant. I remember pointing this out one time. We're talking with Kara McKinney of OAN Network. I was talking to um, a gay reporter from the Denver Post, and I just asked him, I said, I said, well, where are the gay rights parades in Saudi Arabia <laughs> or Iran or, you know, anywhere like that? Uh, it, 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 you may not like it, and I may not like it as a social conservative, but Christians generally create very tolerant societies and 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 religious freedoms allowed to you know kind of uh, spread and thrive and and but you don't see that in other communities and what we're learning right now in America is that leftism leads to an incredibly intolerant society and we need and it is Christianity it is people of faith that will get America in its ship, ride it again. So, Kara, you're going to be with a whole bunch of young people at the Western Conservative Summit. I've, I, what is your message particularly to young people that are going to be at this year's summit? That's exciting. You know, I'm going to have to chew on that a little bit more to think exactly what I want to say to the, to the, to the young people. One thing, I guess, is for them to really lean into this idea that I've noticed that the newer crop of conservatives coming up, they seem to be even more conservative, if you will, than even their elders in the movement. And mm -hmm. that's one thing that's really exciting, this kind of move away from, like you were talking about earlier, with 
a lot of the more classical liberal type strains of republicanism that we see in the party that's really dragged us down and made republicans in many ways no different than democrats you know the joke that we're only a couple of years behind democrats right. on everything on all traditional values you even see now in the post-row world we should be singing and praising God. It happened on the, the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and on the Feast of uh, St. John the Baptist, the one who leapt in his own mother's womb as an unborn baby, when his Lord, our Lord, came to him as an unborn baby in his mother's womb. That's when Roe fell last year. We should be singing from the hilltops about that. And yet too many Republicans have gone, uh-oh, didn't expect this to really happen. I thought for the next 50, however many years in their careers, that they could just talk about abortion and rant about Robin never expecting it to actually fall. <laughs> they thought it would be the ace in the hole that they can get the base riled up about it, get the fundraising about it, but not have to defend any track record on actually banning abortion. But now a lot of them are in a hot seat. You see Nikki Haley and others talking about, well, you know, now it's back to the states, and that's it. That's, that's great. 100% we win. Well, no, you have states like New York and California that are still allowing it through all nine months of pregnancy. Women still go to those states for the abortion. That's still the culture of death. This fight isn't over yet. I think a lot of new conservatives, and I guess perhaps that would be what I want to tell them, is don't be afraid to talk about God. Hmm. You know, we've boxed off God where he's just something we do on Sundays sometimes for about a, an hour, and then that's it. This, that's the idea of classical liberalism we've all bought into, yep. this idea that we can debate the big issues in life but not bring God into it, and then we get surprised when the revolution comes to eat God, our religion. Well, of course, we're the ones who put them in the box, the dusty box in the corner. And then the left just threw out the trash, quote unquote. <laughs> and so we've set, we've set ourselves up for that kind of failure. So we can't just, when it comes to religious liberty, we talk about Christianity. It has to infuse everything we talk about in a very deep and moralistic type way, where we truly understand the teachings in the Bible, where it doesn't sound like a, you know we're pointing the finger and rah, rah, rah in someone's face, you know, perhaps giving people a PTSD flashback of the old school norm from when they were a kid. No. But when we talk about it in a holistic and philosophical way, it helps everyone to see that it infuses, like I said, everything that we do. Even Benjamin Franklin, the deist that he was, when the founders were getting together and writing some of our initial documents, he said, gentlemen, have we not prayed yet? How, if a sparrow can't fall in the forest without God knowing and having, you know, it being up to him, the final say, then how are we going to raise a nation up without his guidance? Like, gentlemen, we need to be praying. And I think that's the kind of fighting spirit that the youth can perhaps reinvigorate in those already who've been in the fight for years. Uh, and hopefully that can be our new, well, not exactly new contribution, but a, a dusting off, a polishing, a shining of eternal truths that we've kind of forgotten these last couple of decades where we've pulled our souls to become too much like Democrats, and we've lost everything because of it. The remnant will rise again from (laughs) the Western Conservative Summit and people of faith. Kara McKinney, Tipping Point, OAN, you got to watch her show. She's going to be speaking at the summit this year. But she's exactly right. The privatization of our faith was one of the biggest mistakes this country made because it's just not true. You can't live in a purely secular society. Uh, You're going to have your values that come from somewhere, and we've just allowed the left to completely dominate it. So, Kara, thanks so much for being on the show. We'll see you in two weeks at the Colorado Convention Center. God bless you. And friends, we're going to continue this conversation. When we come back, the head of the Wyoming Family Alliance will be joining us as we dive into Wyoming policy issues.
It's the whole West at the Western Conservative Summit. We'll be right back after these messages.